two 12-year-old girls in 2014 are up for attempted murder of a girl their age, all because of one fictional man. This is the case of Slenderman. Hello ladies, gentlemen, and the they-thems of the world. My name is Joey, and welcome to the fourth episode of The Strange and Unusual with Joe. Before we actually get into today's case, let's get into a bit of a commercial break. Battle of the Bands is this Thursday, November 4th. Doors open at 6 p.m. and the show starts at 7 p.m. Tickets are $10. You can purchase them at the door or at orpheumflagstaff.com. I hope to see some people there. It's going to be like a fun event. It'll be fun. I honestly, I'm honestly really looking forward to it. Okay, let's get into the Cinderman case. If you don't know, Cinderman is this really tall, insanely creepy, faceless creature with tentacle arms and is seen always wearing a tux. I mean, why is he always seen wearing a tux? I, why isn't he wearing like some normal clothes or something, you know? Maybe it's cause to be more scary? I don't know, I don't know why a tux would be more scary. Anyway, I will have a picture of him linked in the, in the description of the episode. He is definitely the stuff of nightmares for sure. I have feared him for a long time. Now to get into his creation story. He was initially created on around June 8, 2009 by a guy named Eric Nudston, who goes by Victor Surge on the internet. He uploaded two photoshopped pictures called Creating Paranormal Images on a website forum called Something Awful on the Creepypasta website. Man, I don't think I'm going to be going to the Creepypasta website because even though I love freaking, I love uh, horror stuff, it's just, it's, I don't think the site's for me because some of the stories I've heard are way, just way too disturbing. Anyway, these pictures showed a typical scene of children playing. As you look at the pictures, you can see Slender Man in the background. He's not usually the topic of the picture, but you are able to pick him out of these pictures because he's very distinctive looking, like I described earlier. Nutston attached fake captions to the pictures. The caption on the first photo, according to ScreenRant.com, says, We didn't want to go. We didn't want to kill them. But its persistent silence and outstretched arms horrified and comforted us at the same time. 1983. Photographer unknown. Presumed dead. Caption on the second photo, according to ScreenRant.com, is... One of two recovered photographs from the Sterling City Library blaze, notable for being taken the day which 14 children vanished and for what is referred to as the Slender Man. Deformities cited as film deficits by officials. Fire at the library occurred one week later. Actual photograph confiscated as evidence. 1986. Photographer. Mary Thomas. Missing since June 13th. 1986. If anyone hasn't seen these pictures yet, I'll link them in the description also. They're kind of disturbing, especially since, especially after hearing the captions, they're really disturbing. Um, it'll be also on my blog post I put out this week, so look out for that. It, all of that will be linked in the description. The original idea of these pictures was to see who could use their Photoshop skills to create the best mythological creature. It eventually became a worldwide meme. Then, 
because of this posting, according to BBC.com, eventually thousands of people were making drawings and writing stories. Slenderman has appeared in video games, while Marble Hornets, the YouTube series featuring stories about him, is followed by more than half a million people. Half a million people. A lot of people took it to a real storytelling place. It gave them real inspiration to create cool things. They talk about this a ton in a documentary called Beware the Sunderman, which I'll link in the description of the episode also. Now, the Sunderman story was put out there for the world to see, which in turn, even though a lot of people use the story to create really cool content, some people can take stories like this in, in really dangerous ways. In 2014, that exactly happened. Two 12-year-old girls named Anissa Wire and Morgan Geyser, who were from Waukesha, a suburb in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, lured their best friend Peyton Lutner into the forest nearby their houses to attack her right then and there, all because they wanted approval from Slenderman slash to please him. Oh, these kids. I mean... Wow. They lured her in by slang, by saying they were going to play hide-and-seek, but they would actually attack her when they found her. As they go to find her, Anissa says to Morgan, according to the HBO documentary, Beware the Sunderman, go ballistic, go crazy. That's when Morgan finds Peyton, pins her down, and whispers to her, I'm sorry before proceeding to do the insane deed of stabbing her with a knife repeatedly 19 times. The way it only took a story on the internet and a few photoshopped pictures to convince these two that Slenderman was real and that he wanted to kill, he, he wanted them to kill Peyton is insane to me. Totally madness, to be honest. Ugh, they're just so insane. Um... Now, so now, so you guys understand a bit more on the background of why these girls would do something like this, let's get into each girl's backstory. Let's start with Anissa. Anissa Wire was born on November 10th, 2001 in Waukesha, Wisconsin. In school, she was bullied severely. She also seemed a bit off in the head, which, I mean, I was bullied severely too, which kind of made me a bit off in the head at, at times, but... Not really like the way she did, if that makes sense. Anissa had really no empathy ever since she was younger. When Anissa's mom showed her Bambi for the first time, for example, when she was little, she didn't really freak out at all when the mom died. She just tells Bambi to run away. All, the, all of this combined are huge signs for what she does in the future. Anissa was the first one to get into Slenderman. She was obsessed. She then went to show it to Morgan Geyser, her friend and partner in this crime. Let's get into Morgan's backstory a bit now, since we brought, brought her up. She honestly had a really similar experience in school to Anissa. She went through severe bullying, bullying like Anissa did. She was also later diagnosed with schizophrenia, though, according to Kendall Ray's YouTube video, which I'll also link in the description. Morgan wasn't just diagnosed with schizophrenia all willy-nilly. She got it from her father, who had been struggling with it too, but he's learning to cope with the hallucinations and things like that. I mean, it must be really hard to cope with that kind of thing every day, to see visualizations, and it must be hard to drive, all of that. I definitely really feel for them. Now, since we know a bit for, from both backstories, we can now go into the timeline. Anissa and Morgan just did a horrible deed 
uh, they thought they had to do to please to please the Sunderman, or he would hurt them and their family. Which I don't know where they got this in to begin with. I don't know. Wow, just wow. Later on, according to abcnews.com, Officer Dan Klein was the first to respond to the call after a bicyclist has found sixth grader Peyton Lutner lying in the grass at the end of a dead-end road. She wasn't moving a whole lot. As I approached her, I said, Hi, I'm Officer Dan. Are you okay? She said, No. Um, As I got closer, I started to see a little bit more of what happened. Lutner told Klein in uh, Klein it would it was her best friend Mor- Morgan Geyser who attacked her in the woods. When they brought Peyton to the hospital, this same officer said that she looked like she was in a ton of pain, which understandable. She just got stabbed. Officer Dan wanted to talk to her immediately to get all the information they can just in case if Peyton dies from her injuries. Which, I mean, I understand, but. Just give her some time. I mean, I, wow. I, yeah, give her some time. The two attackers, Anissa and Morgan, were nowhere to be seen after Peyton went to the hospital. A little while later, though, around 3 p.m., they were found on the I-95 freeway covered in dirt and stains. They were apparently looking for a Slender Man's mansion where they could take cover and live in. They also seemed oddly calm for what they just did to Peyton. I mean, that's your best friend, and... Just wow. They at first didn't know if this was going to be a homicide investigation because of how severe Peyton's state was, but she fortunately survived just by a millimeter, though. She was then released a week after her attack. Later on in the interviews with Anissa and Morgan in different rooms, the story came out from Anissa herself of the three plans that Morgan and Anissa initially made but they had to improvise in may of 2014 the three girls went to celebrate morgan's 12th birthday they went to get frozen yogurt go roller skating then later settle in for a nice sleepover this was when they had planned their initial attack on Peyton, but they were too sleepy and tired to actually go through with the plan i mean wow just i know i keep saying that but wow Um, it's honestly so hard to process this because they were twelve-year-old. They were two twelve-year-old girls. I, w- I wasn't able to come up with this kind of plan at twelve years old. I mean, probably none of you were listening to this. So how? Just I I can't I can't even I can't believe they were able to come up with the plans like this at all. They then planned to do the attack on May 31st, 2014, the next day. They planned to do it at, at a park. Normally, according to BuzzFeed Unsolved, they weren't allowed to go to the park without an adult supervision, uh, supervision, but since it was Morgan's birthday, her mom let her go alone, which was a bad idea. I, I understand the mom's point of view because she didn't really she didn't know what was about to happen, but still... They were too scared to do it there at the park, so they lured her out into the forest to play hide-and-seek, and you know from earlier what happens in those woods. They were like lionesses, Anissa said, and Peyton was their prey. Oh, this, the views that this girl has, I mean, come on. It's just, 
makes me sick to my stomach. Her perception honestly turns my stomach. I can't believe they both had no remorse for this poor girl they had just attempted to murder. Especially Anissa. She said that she felt nothing after this and it was it's that's just crazy. Mind blowing. In the court, Anissa and Morgan were sentenced to 60 years in prison, but that changed later on. Anissa, in 2017, was sent to an institution because she had an insanity plea. So did Morgan later on, and she was also sent to an institution, too. Now, in 2021, Anissa was released from the institution because she was seen as not dangerous anymore. So now they are monitoring her until she is 37, which is her original 25-year sentence plea. But she's not doing it in, in jail. She's out and free, which I still I, I feel for Peyton. Peyton suffers with s- severe trauma from the experience to the point where she actually sleeps with a pair of scissors, which it's completely understandable. The people closest to her says she went from a victim to a survivor in the way she handles the trauma, though, which is good. I'm happy she's learning to cope with it, even though it was such a traumatic thing to go through. I feel for Peyton so much and have so much respect for her. She has been through so much and is still alive. And she's trying to thrive. I send out nothing but respect and love to her and her family. It must be scary knowing that Anissa was released, but at least she can be at peace knowing that Anissa will always be monitored 24-7 so she doesn't have to do this to another person. And she doesn't have to be scared that Anissa would come for her. Morgan, I believe, is still in that institution she was sentenced to and is now 19 years old, like Anissa is. Which I think is crazy that they released Anissa, but not Morgan, even though I just, wow. I, um, I get that Morgan has schizophrenia and that needs severe treatment, but I'm surprised that they released Anissa at all. <laughs> Man. I hope everyone, I hope that everyone can move on from this insane event that twisted three young girls' lives forever. All because two of them were obsessed with Slenderman and wanted his approval. Okay, that is all I have for today's Halloween episode of The Strange and Unusual with Joe. I hope everyone has a very spooky Halloween, and I'll talk to everyone next week with an all-new all episode. This has been Joey, signing out. <laughs>